Hello and welcome to another episode of The Voice of Alignment. My name is Sheon Lukikiola and it is always a great pleasure to share with you from the living word of God on this platform. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Wherever you're listening to me from, I trust that you're having an amazing time. I trust that the presence of God and the glory of God is radiating in your life and no matter what you may be going through right now maybe things are not going the way that you expect them to go i just want to reassure you that god is right there with you in your situation god is mindful of you and god is going to work all things out for your good now in this episode of the voice of alignment podcast we're going to be continuing on our series on faith now over the past two episodes and particularly in uh this month of july 2023 uh, we have been exploring the subject of faith we began the teaching on faith by uh decomposing or breaking down faith into three parts which are the word conviction and action now these are the three components that must be present for faith to be alive and for faith to be active in romans chapter 10 verse 17 the bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god this is the basis for the first component of faith which is the word which we spoke about in james chapter 1 the bible talks about the prayer of faith james chapter 1 from verse 5 to 8 says if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him verse 6 goes on to say but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed verse 7 goes on to say for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the lord a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways when we talk about conviction we are talking about the highest level of belief that gives no room to doubt or wavering this is what is required in faith and this is why conviction is one of the components of faith in james chapter 2 verse 26 the bible says for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also now this is exactly why action is very very critical in faith the word of god and conviction about that word without action that draws from the word that you have conviction about will only result in a faith that is lifeless it will only result in a faith that is dead that's what the bible tells us in james chapter 2 verse 26 so these are the three components upon which faith stands and in the last episode we began drilling down on each of these three components starting with the word we focused on the word of god and how it is the source and foundation of faith the importance of having the word as the foundation of our faith stems from the fact that nothing commands the attention and engenders the commitment of god like the word of god psalm chapter 138 verse 2 tells us that god magnifies his word above all his names in other words god places more attention on his word more than his names that 
that means that God will answer to his word first before he answers to his name. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, the Bible says that God watches over his word to perform it. That is why the word must be the basis of your faith. In Matthew chapter 24 verse 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but not a jot of my word will pass away. In John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In other words, before heaven and earth was the word, and after heaven and earth will still be the word. Friends, this is how powerful the word is. And this is why the word must be at the foundation or must be the basis of our faith. If you have not listened or if you did not get the opportunity to listen to the last episode, I'd like to encourage you to do so. You can simply do so by going online or to download it or to listen to it online by simply visiting www.voiceofalignment.com forward slash podcast and when you get on that page just search for episode 26 now in this episode we will take a deep dive into the second component of faith which is conviction now before we begin this journey on conviction in this episode i'd like to encourage you to please make sure you try to listen to this episode to the very end if you were if you happen to be busy right now and you think that you do not have that much time to listen to this episode to the end wherever you get to i like you to make sure that you find out time make sure that you listen to this episode to the very end this is a very very important episode in this series on faith now why do i say conviction why do am i talking about conviction why could i not have used the word belief after all jesus used the word belief several times in the bible for instance in matthew chapter 11 verse 24 jesus said therefore i say unto you all things of which you pray and ask believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you here we see jesus christ talking about the prayer of faith and then he makes use of the word believe in matthew chapter 21 verse 22 jesus said and all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer believing ye shall receive now again we see in this passage uh, jesus christ making use of that word believe hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him again we see the use um, of that word believe in all these passages that i've just uh, made mention to or made reference to we have seen the word believe being used in association with faith and so it's convenient to use the word believe is rather than conviction it's convenient to say okay uh, faith three components of faith are the word believe and action but so the question is why do we use that word conviction you see when you read the bible when you read james chapter 1 verse 6 where the bible makes reference to the prayer of faith you see the bible talking about believing or having faith without wavering now could this mean it is possible to believe or have faith and then waver or doubt 
In Mark chapter 9, we see a story of a man whose son was possessed with an unclean spirit. The man brought his son to the disciples, but they could not cast out uh, this unclean spirit from this boy. Then the boy was brought to Jesus, and then in verse 23 and verse 24 of uh, Mark chapter 9, the Bible records, verse 23, the Bible records that Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24 goes on to say, Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now, this is an interesting response. He said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. You see, in this passage, what grabs my attention in this man's response is what he said. He said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now, the question is, how can a man have belief and unbelief at the same time? Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. How can a man believe and also have unbelief at the same time? Now, as intriguing as this may sound, it is the reality of many of us Christians. For many of us, we believe, but then sometimes doubt creeps in. Sometimes we are in a state where we believe today and then tomorrow we are in doubt. In Matthew chapter 14 from verse 22 to 33, we see the story of Peter. When you read that story very carefully, you will see uh, the three components of faith at play. First, Peter was intentional about asking Jesus for a word or for an instruction to walk on water. Now, Jesus gave that word and then he got on the water and he began to walk on water by the word that came from Jesus. But then he began to look at the waves and then doubt set in and then he began to sink. Now, in this passage, what happened is that Peter started out believing and then doubt crept in and he began to sink. So, one second he believed and literally the next second he was in doubt. This is the same situation for many of us and our faith. This is the same thing we experience when it comes to the walk of faith. For many of us, our problem is not that we do not believe. Rather, our problem is that our belief does not last or our belief is not sustainable for some reason. You see, friends, conviction is the highest form of belief. It is the level of belief that gives no room to doubt. A man can believe something and still doubt or waver, like we see in the case of Peter in Matthew chapter 14 from verse 22 to 33, or like the man who cried to Jesus in Mark chapter 9 verse 23 to 24 saying, I believe, help my own belief. But when a man has conviction, his belief has gotten to a level that it is resistant to doubt. Now, when I checked the synonym of the word conviction in the context of conviction as, um, as a belief, I saw words like certainty, assurance, confidence, and so on. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, when you read this same passage, when you read it in the New International Version of the Bible, it says, Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, take note of that word, confidence. 
Now, when we go into another version of the Bible, when you read the Berean Standard Bible, it says, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now, faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see. i read that again. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the Berean Standard Bible. It says, Now, faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see now take note of those two words assurance and certainty now look at how the words confidence assurance certainty are being used in this same passage in different versions of the bible friends these words are not just belief they are much more than just belief when it comes to faith you need the level of belief that is immune to doubt you cannot have confidence assurance or certainty and still entertain doubt if you are just at the level of belief you can believe today and doubt tomorrow but when you enter the level of conviction which is not just a belief but a confident assurance your belief remains intact no matter the wave or the storm when you are operating in conviction even when you see the storm and the waves your faith will not waver when you read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, when you read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Bible, I love the way the Amplified Bible puts it. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Bible, it says, Now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses now take note of that word uh, that part that says the conviction of their reality this is what hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the amplified uh, bible says so if you are looking for where in the bible it says that conviction is required for faith you have it right there in the amplified version of the bible or in the amplified bible version right there hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Bible. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 14, the New International Version of the Bible says, we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. You see, conviction is that level of belief that gives no room to doubt or alternative or even unbelief. It is conviction that sustains faith especially when faith is tried and tested by situations or circumstances. Even when everything around you is contrary to the word, it takes conviction to remain in faith. One thing about conviction is that rather than doubting, a person with conviction will say, if I perish, I perish. An example of conviction can be seen with the three Hebrew boys who were thrown into fire in Daniel chapter 3 verse from verse 8 all the way down to verse 25. Now in this passage, Daniel chapter 3 from verse 8 to verse 25, the king has set up an image. Uh, we all know the story. The king set up an image, you know, and had made a decree that everybody must bow down and worship uh, the image that he had set up. But then these boys refused, these three Hebrew boys, they refused to obey the order of the king. Then they were reported to the king and then the king called them to question them and to query them for not carrying out 
um, his instruction to bow to an image or an idol that the king had set up. Now, see how this these uh, three Hebrew boys responded when you read Daniel chapter three from verse sixteen to eighteen. The Bible says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, "O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve." is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. Verse 18, now listen to this carefully. Verse 18, they said, But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image that thou hast set up. This is conviction, my friends. This is the kind of conviction that makes up faith that pleases God and infuriates the devil. When these boys replied Nebuchadnezzar, verse 19 says that the king was full of fury. If you can do anything that infuriates the devil, you can be sure that it is something that pleases God. It is conviction that will make you to say like Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You can see this in Job chapter 13 verse 15. Conviction is that level of confidence in the word of God that can make you stake your life on the word of God. Conviction is that level of trust and confidence in the word of God that makes you submitted to the sovereign will of God. In other words, even though the word of God that you are holding on to for what you desire seems not to be working for some reason because uh, God in his sovereignty has other higher ways and has other higher plans that you do not know of. Even though that word seems to be failing as a result of the sovereign will of God that God is exercising, despite what seems to be like the failure of the word, you still have your confidence in that word that you are holding on to. Even when it seems like the word is not working, even when it seems like that word is not uh, it's not moving you in the direction or that word that you are holding on to, that word that you've hinged or you've hung your faith on, even when it seems that that word is not delivering, you are not losing confidence in that word. Your conviction in that word is still firm. That's what we're talking about when we talk about conviction. For instance, let's say that you are trusting God for a contract. You hold on to a word. And then you confess, you declare that word, you do everything that the word tells you to do or everything that the word of the instruction uh, that surrounds that word. You do everything that you need to do, yet the contract was not given to you. Conviction is what will keep you believing and unwavering even in the face of what looks like a failure of the word. Job is an example of conviction. Despite losing everything, Job chapter 1 verse 22 says that Job did not sin or accuse God of doing wrong. In other words, Job's faith did not fail. You see, one thing about faith in that is that the Bible tells us that uh, sin is what is not of faith. So, in other words, despite these, when the Bible says that Job did not sin, it, it, it means, simply means that Job did not lose his faith. He did not seek an alternative to God. He did not seek an alternative to the word of God. It is the same Job that said in Job chapter 13 verse 15, Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. A few years ago, a great man of God uh, lost one of his sons. And uh, you would have thought that this man would have taken uh, a break from ministry uh, or from 
his ministry work to take time to mourn and to grieve and even maybe even comfort his family but then the next sunday the same week that that incident happened the sunday of that week uh, he was already on tv and he was preaching that is conviction that kind of conviction that infuriates the devil the kind of conviction that says though he slays me yet will i trust him the kind of conviction that is submitted to the sovereign will of god even when the good acceptable and perfect will that you hinged your faith on did not work as you expected this is the kind of conviction that i'm referring to when i talk about conviction in the equation of faith now that we have an idea of what conviction is the question you may be asking is how do i build this conviction how do we get to the point where we have this conviction about the word this confident assurance in the word of god which gives no room for doubt now to answer this question i will liken the building of conviction to the preparation for battle just like you do not prepare for battle on the battlefield you do not wait to build conviction when the word comes just like battle must meet trained and prepared soldiers the word must meet conviction in you when Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego defied King Nebuchadnezzar and refused to bow to his image, their conviction was not built when they saw the threat of a burning furnace. Rather, the threat of a burning furnace met conviction in them. Abraham is called the father of faith, but when God told him to sacrifice Isaac, the reason he just went on to obey without even questioning God, without compromising or without contemplating the instruction of God is that the instruction of God met conviction in Abraham. When God told him to circumcise all the male in his family as part of the covenant that God was making with him as we saw or as we can see in Genesis chapter 17, Abraham immediately obeyed because the instruction of God met conviction in Abraham. The issue of conviction and the word is like seed that fell on good soil in the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13 verse 8. When you read that passage, you will see that the seed met good soil. It was not a situation where the soil began to change to good soil after the seed was sown. Our heart must be well prepared and fertilized with conviction even before the word comes if i trust you if i trust you if you're somebody that i trust so much and there's somebody that i have you know conviction about anything that comes out of your mouth is trusted by me when you speak i do not contemplate what you say or i do not try to fact check uh, what you're telling me because i trust you and i take your word as your bond so the question still is how do we build that conviction now let me end this episode with three ways which we build conviction the first way is by knowing god when i talk about knowing god i'm talking about knowing and having a revelation of who god is and his nature as one that cannot lie Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. When I talk about knowing God, 
I am talking about having a revelation of God as one who honors his word above his name. As we saw in Psalm chapter 138 verse 3. I'm talking about having a revelation of God as one who is intentional about the integrity of his word. So much so that he watches over his word to perform it. As we see in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, this kind of revelation is what builds conviction. You cannot know God in this way and his word will not meet conviction in you. The second way is by knowing the ways of God. It is not enough to know God. It is good and it's important to know God like we've just talked about. But it is not just enough to know God. You must know the ways of God in order to build conviction. A hunger and a search for God will help you to know God. But when it comes to knowing God's ways, it is a product of God revealing himself and his ways to you. Romans chapter 11 verse 33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. You see, the ways of God are like a well that has no end. You cannot know it except God reveals it to you. And God will not reveal it to you except you ask him to reveal his ways to you. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 7 to 8 says, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Verse 8 says, For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. It is not enough to know the acts and the wonders of God. That can excite you, but it is not what will build your conviction. In Psalm chapter 103 verse 7, the Bible says, He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. But before God revealed his ways to Moses, Moses asked. How do I know that Moses asked? In Exodus chapter 33 verse 13, Moses asked God saying, Now then, if I have found favor in your sight in any way, please let me know your ways so that I may know you in order that I may find favor in your sight. So here is Moses. He asked God to show him his way and God showed him his ways. The children of Israel only knew the acts of God but Moses knew the ways of God. You see the conviction that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego displayed was because they knew the ways of God. When the fire did not burn them while they were in the fire, they were not shocked. They entered the fire and were walking about in the fire. Their conviction was so strong that they did not flinch or bear even at the sight of the fire simply because they knew the ways of God. And God honored that conviction by nullifying the effect of the fire with the presence of an angel. The same thing that killed soldiers who only came near and did not enter the fire was what these boys were strolling around in. That is what conviction can do. You see, it takes a man who knows the ways of God to suffer loss and pain and still have a confident assurance in God and his word despite his loss and pain. The third and the final way we build conviction is through communion with the Holy Spirit. 
when I talk about communion, I'm talking about conversations with the Holy Spirit. When we develop a habit of communing with the Holy Spirit, we come to a level where some events of life become like watching a movie whose storyline you already know. In the place of communion, the Holy Spirit reveals things to come. That builds such a level of conviction, especially when what the Spirit of God has revealed to you in the place of communion begins to play out, as he said. This was one major secret of Jesus. Jesus said, I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. You can see this in John chapter 5, verse 30. In John chapter 5, verse 19, the Bible says, Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Communion with the Holy Spirit can be like an expo before an exam. It's like seeing the questions of an exam before you enter into that exam. When you see the exam questions before an exam and already know the answers, you enter that exam with conviction about the outcome. Through communion, the revelation that builds conviction is us concerning any situation is delivered to us. Now this brings me to the end of this episode. In the next episode, we will dive into the third component of faith, which is action. And we will end the series of faith in the next episode, which will be episode 28. And then in episode 29, which will be the next series that we'll be taking on after this series on faith, we'll start a new series on spiritual battle. That will be a series that you do not want to miss for anything. Even I myself am eager and expectant of what the Lord will be revealing in that series. I trust this episode has been a blessing to you. Please do well to ensure that you listen to this episode over and over again. And also make sure that you share this episode with somebody and let this episode also be a blessing to somebody. It's been a great pleasure sharing the word of God with you in this episode and I look forward to doing the same in the next episode. Until then, keep living and growing in faith and keep living and growing in the blessings and in the fullness of God. God bless you.